listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tēnā koutou katoa, it's Wednesday the 21st of July and you are listening to Recap. Today we'll be taking a look at the latest guidance from Kiwi company PGG Wrightson. Afterpay launches a brand new banking app. And I've gone on a Netflix binge. Oh, and they also released their second quarter results. Welcome to Recap. I'm Alice Roundtree. I'm a financial analyst here at Sharesies. And I'm Jose Barbosa. I also work at Sharesies, but I'm a content producer. And I I don't know what, what that means either, to be honest. We're here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes or so. We're broadcasting from Sharesies, a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. I'm keen to get started, but first, please consider the following. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. Speak to a licensed financial advice provider for advice specific to your financial situation. Really important information there. Yeah, thanks, Jose. Now, before we get into today's news, uh, let's just have a quick look at the markets because yesterday we talked about how they were down a bit um, as... Mm. Um, there was some concerns over the Delta variant of COVID. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. How are they looking today, though, Alice? Yeah, so there was a little bit of a bounce back um, yesterday, well, over in the US at least. So here in New Zealand, we closed almost flat and Australia fell slightly. But then both markets were up a little bit today at the time of recording, that is. Mm. Um, markets are still open. And the US markets, like I said, they bounced back. All three indexes that we talked about yesterday were up just over 1.5% each. Cool. So partially offsetting some of those losses from the past few days. Thank you for the update. But you've got some news about a local company today, don't you, Alice? What's that about? Yes, I do. So PGG writes in, they made an announcement this morning that provided a guidance update. Cool. So remind me again what a company guidance is. So that's when a company comes out to say what they think their earnings or profit will be for a period ahead. Okay. Um, so for example, when a company releases its annual report for one year, it might also provide some guidance for the year ahead around what it thinks its earnings will be. And then it might update this throughout the year um, as time passes until it actually releases its financial results. Okay, so why would a company do that? So generally investors don't like to be caught off guard. Yeah, sure. Um, surprises to the market can cause big movements in a company's share price. Um, and so providing updates on what they think earnings will be can help manage investors' expectations. Um, there's also certain disclosure obligations. So companies can sometimes be required to come out and tell their shareholders when there's something that's significantly impacting their operations or profitability. Cool. Right. I get that. So back to PGG Wrightson, what did, what did they do again? Well, if you're from a rural community, you'll be familiar with them. Um, they, PGG Wrightson is an agricultural business. So they sell products and services from rural supplies to water packages, to livestock, wool, real estate, and even insurance. And they're listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. Cool. And what guidance do they provide today? So they announced that they expect their full year, that's to June, um, operating EBITDA to be around $56 million. So that's following a strong trading period over the second half of the financial year. Oh, you know what's happened? What's happened? We've unlocked the acronym Slow Jam. 
Alice, what on earth is EBITDA? Yeah, yeah, EBITDA, sorry. EBITDA, EBITDA, da, da. Sorry for acronym, uh, you know, using acronyms there. So it stands for Earnings Before Interest Tax Depreciation and Amortization. So that's the company's profit before taking off that list of expenses. Um, it's another way of looking at a company's profitability. Right. So is it a bit like me, for example, like, tell, like being in the pub, telling my friends and saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I earn $75,000 a year. I don't actually earn $75,000 a year. Um, but $75,000 a year is not actually what I've got to play with. Like, you know, I haven't factored in taxes and expenses and stuff like that. A little bit. So, yeah, um, the net profit will be after taking off all of those expenses. But the EBITDA is, yeah, before those expenses come off. Cool. Thank you very much for that. I'm just going to pull down the, the acronym slow jam. So why would a company do that? Uh, so it's taking out the effects of those expenses to look a bit more closely at how the company's core operations are doing. So basically what they're in business to do. Um, in this case, PGG Rights and have also taken out a couple of other expenses, um, expenses from operations that they don't have anymore, non-operating items and another one called fair value adjustments. Um, and they've called this operating EBITDA. Mm. Essentially what that's doing is removing the effect of non-cash, one-off and non-operating expenses. So so what has the company said previously about its guidance? So in the half-year update back in February, PGG had provided guidance to say its expected full-year operating EBITDA um, of around $57 million. Um, So that's quite in line with what they've come out to announce today. Okay. And in today's announcement, their chairman said it was um, that he was pleased to report that the company had continued to perform strongly over the second half of the year. Okay, thank you. And But how did the market react to this? Well, it seemed to be perceived well, and at the time of recording, the share price was up around about 1.5%. Cool, thank you, Alice. There is um, uh, some news across the ditch, though, that I'd like to report about Okay. BNPL. Oh, no. Oh. You've done it. I've set it off again. I set off the acronym slow jam. Oh. You so what does BNPL it. mean? What does it mean? Well, uh, it means buy now, pay later. Pretty much what it says on the tin. So buy now, pay later. This is a service that pays um, and, uh, pays for an item for you. So you go on a website and you want to buy like a Bluetooth speaker or something. You might have seen like there'll be an option. Um, usually it's a company like Afterpay yeah. or Layby saying, I've seen that. yep, saying like, yep, you don't have to pay the whole thing. You can get the item now. You can get your Bluetooth speaker now. You can go to the beach. You just have to pay the the amount over like four installments or six, mm-hmm. six installments over a couple of weeks. Um, so the service will buy the item for you, as I said, and you will pay them back incrementally, usually over a couple of weeks. Um, usually these services don't charge interest, but where they do make their money, um, some of them anyway, is in late fees. Right. And that's uh, buy now, pay later. And Australia is a real hotbed for these online buy now, pay later service companies. Are you talking about an Australian company today? I very much am. I'm going to be talking about Afterpay. Now, they're a big operator and they announced a new banking app called Money by Afterpay, which just sounds like a perfume if you ask me. Mm. Money by Afterpay. So the app will display uh, the user's BNPL balance, uh, upcoming orders and installments, and it'll also show the daily the, the user's daily spending and savings accounts. So does that basically make Afterpay a bank now? Kind of. Um, what they're doing is they're looking to become something called a neobank, uh, which does sound like the most rubbish Matrix spin-off ever. 
Um, I did go down a bit of a rabbit hole with this one. Okay. So uh, neo banks are also called direct banks, branchless banks, virtual banks, online banks, internet-only banks, digital banks, and finally challenger banks. Uh, if you just boil it down, basically it just means it's an online-only provider. Um, and they're often trying to disrupt the traditional banks. Um, okay. Neobanks, um, another feature of them is that they're generally usually operated with both a digital front end and a back end. Now, that's different to many other uh, online banks, which basically have a, a sort of traditional existing banking infrastructure and they've kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, plonk, plonked a, an app on top of that. So it's the, the Neobank is usually digital from start to finish. Right. So, um, but this move has been kind of telegraphed. Like last year, they um, partnered with Westpac uh, in Australia. So in Australia, to become a neobank, you either have to have a particular license or you have to find an outfit that already has that license and get them to agree to allow you to operate under their license, which is what they've done with, with Westpac. So yeah, this is this is kind of telegraphed. It, it, was, okay. it was coming, this move into banking. Right, right. When you're talking about neobanks there, I, I really thought about neopets. Oh, um, right. And my, my poor neopets I've neglected since probably like get, 2005. Get on trade me, get back into it, I reckon. Yeah. But um, anyway, Afterpay, so why? have they decided to expand like this uh, a couple of reasons was it's a bit like zoom uh, yesterday they experienced quite a lot of growth uh, through covid so they want to expand the company more they want to have more options to grow uh, it's potentially quite a big market i did read in the australian financial review about a report by a morgan stanley analyst that uh, said that by getting their hooks into banking afterpay could double their aussie revenue in the next four years that means they could bring in nearly like 600 million um, Australian dollars in that time. Uh, not everybody thinks that way, though. It is argued elsewhere that trying to create a, a sort of one-stop banking shop um, for financial services is a bit of a unicorn that the, sex, the sector's been chasing for decades. No one's quite cracked it yet. And there is some scepticism around the number of active users that Afterpay says it has. Right. So that's interesting timing because just today I actually saw an article um, in New Zealand saying that there's some concerns around buy now, pay later services. Yes, that was a news hub um, and it basically said that the New Zealand government is apparently looking at possibly introducing regulation into the sector. Um, they're concerned that people are, uh, by using BNPL services tend to get into uh, debt faster, or at least that, that's the idea. Now, Afterpay says that they've done research that shows Gen Z and millennials, quote, don't trust themselves with their money, end quote, and they say that money, buy, Afterpay, will make it easier to save. So um, you could see money by Afterpay being used as a way to answer those concerns I just talked about. Right, right. And so have they actually released money by Afterpay, or is this just something that they're planning to do? Uh, they, no, no, they've, they've, they've got, they're doing internal testing among their staff um, this month in July. Mm-hmm. Presumably, um, it seems to... They haven't put a date on it, but presumably sometime later this year it'll be ready for the public. Right. Okay. Mm. And so um, speaking of millennials and Gen Zers and how we are, you know, just uh, all about tech and stuff, um, Netflix. Have you been watching anything good on Netflix lately? I have. I have been smashing uh, the new Rick and Morty series season, mm-hmm. actually. Okay. Um, myself, I've been looking at How I Met Your Mother. Um, bit of a throwback. Oh my! How many? That's a lot. Is it, how many seasons? Is that nine, right? Yeah, nine seasons. I'm Ooh. on season five. I'm cranking through it. Um, as Best I of luck. said at the start, I've been on a Netflix binge. But also, they have released their second quarter earnings results just today. Uh, well, New Zealand time. Right. Right. So, what happened? 
So they reported revenue of $7.3 billion, US dollars that is, um, which was just above what analysts were expecting and an increase of around about 19% from last at uh, this time last year. Mm. Now they said that that was due to an increase in memberships and also an increase in average revenue per membership. So basically um, that means it's a combination of more people subscribing to the service and also that they're making more money from each on average from each of those members right so how were those subscriber numbers looking so during the quarter they added 1.5 million users to their um to their service that brings their total number of memberships to 209 million wow right um so that increase was compared to this time last year they had added 10 million during the quarter yeah um, but that was right in the middle of the pandemic and lockdowns when everyone was staying at home and you know there wasn't much else to do then then <laughs> right, watch netflix yeah. and and other stuff on tv um so it meant that they were they were up against some pretty high numbers from last year to be comparing against um and actually they've come out to say what they're hoping the the member numbers that they're hoping to add next quarter mm. um which is 3.5 million now that was slightly lower than what analysts were expecting them to say they were expecting around about 5.4 million okay interesting so what about their earnings so their earnings increased um about 88 percent from this time last year to 1.35 billion dollars cool thank you i've also heard some rumors though that they are looking to get into the gaming space did they say anything at all about that yeah yeah they actually confirmed some of those rumors Ooh. and they said that they are looking into this space. They said they're in the early stages of further expanding into games, building on some of their earlier efforts around interactivity. So do you remember like that Black Mirror um, Bandersnatch thing that they did? It was interactive. I, I, I do, I do remember that. Yeah, so sort of exploring that more. And then they also said they're viewing gaming as another, um, as a new content category for them. So it's a bit like how they expanded into original films um, and they said that when they do get games on there um, it will be included in uh, members Netflix subscription at no additional cost. All right cool thank you very much for that Alice appreciate that. Um, what about the rest of the week is anything interesting coming up? Yeah so it is earnings season over in the US so there were also earnings reports today from Chipotle the um, restaurant tra- chain and oh, United Airlines and there'll be more throughout the week so stay tuned for them. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Alice. That was Wednesday, the 21st of July. You have been listening to Recap. Um, Again, Alice, thank you very much. Go get yourself a Neopet. I will. Alice was talking, basically mentioned Neopets about eight times before we came to air. Yeah. I think you you need to scratch that itch. Uh, And thank you very much to you guys out there for listening. We do appreciate it. So don't forget to sign up to the Lunch Money newsletter from Sharesies. There's a link to it in the episode description. It drops three times a week and is packed with even more news and stuff you need to know. We will be back tomorrow. Have a great evening. Mā See you then.